episode of Vibes! Another week of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22, episode 101. Thank you so much for all the love that you guys were showing for episode number 100. As we said on Friday, we're going to go even harder, bigger, and better than ever before. BJ Armstrong in the building. How you feeling? How was your little trip to Chicago? How was your weekend? Woo! Mo, back. I'm back in familiar territory. I'm back at home. You know, I'm more comfortable at home, Mo. You know, unlike the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. Let's get into it. The Dallas hey, Mavericks. Let's get into it. Dallas Mavericks find themselves in a 0-3 hole in the Western Conference wow. Finals. The Western Conference. Wow. You know, the... Golden State Warriors just went into their building, took the 109 to 100 win. And I think the biggest part of that win was Andrew Wiggins' dunk on Luka Doncic. Man, oh man, I, I don't have the words for it. If you haven't seen it yet, go on Instagram, go on Twitter, it'll be there. Go on YouTube, it'll be there. It maybe is the best dunk in the playoffs so far. Would you agree? Well, that one by John Morant. That one by John Morant was still mm. that was. Mm. Don't I feel but, like a lifetime ago though? Yeah, it, it, <sighs> it, you know what? Things seem to be going so fast right now. But I'm gonna tell you something. This kid Andrew Wiggins really is stepping up and shining in big moments. And I know mm-hmm. offensively he played well, but defensively he's played terrific throughout the playoffs. Yep, really been very steady, and the and the thing I've been most impressed impressed with him has been his ability to be consistent, game in and game out. Yep, and that's always the first sign of of a pro when you do what you do every single night. And this kid Andrew Wiggins, give him credit, the number one pick, and people came in and expected so much of him as all number one picks. Some of it fair, some of it's unfair. But give him credit for what he's been able to do, taking on this matchup with Luka Doncic. And more importantly, he's playing at a very high level and the team has benefited, benefiting because of it. Well, throughout the series so far, he's a plus 66, which means the Warriors have outscored the Mavericks by 66 points when he's been on the court. Tonight, he had 27 points, a playoff career high to go with 11 rebounds, 11 from 20 from the field. And of course, that dunk we just spoke about, and he's done a terrific job guarding Luka Doncic. But it's not just him. It's been a team effort. The Warriors have been doing a great job all round. Otto Porter Jr. went out with an injury, but he's been doing a solid job. Draymond Green has been doing a fantastic job. Clay Thompson has been solid in the stretches. Even Kavon Looney, when he gets switched on to Doncic, he's been doing a good job of staying in front of him, contesting his shots. So an all round effort from the Golden State Warriors and the Mavericks look like they've run out of steam. So first first of all, here are my observations. This is a really bad look, and even worse look now for the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Because, you know, I think we can all agree that Suns-Warriors Western Conference Finals is what we were all expecting. Maybe what we were all hoping for, and maybe it'd be a bit more competitive than this. But the fact that Warriors are making such light work of this team makes you wonder how on earth Phoenix lost that series. We're not going to go back into that. But this is what I'm thinking about this series. Now, a lot of people talk about Luca and his conditioning, but, you know, he's still, he had, what, 40-piece tonight? He had back-to-back 40-point games, right? I don't think it's Luca's conditioning. There are two things that stand out to me. Reggie Bullock scored zero points. Dorian Finney-Smith scored nine points. And they both played 
almost 40 minutes, right? Above 40 minutes. They've been playing a lot of minutes throughout the playoffs because the Dallas Mavericks rely so much on their defense and their three-point shooting. They don't have any of those guys on the bench that can come in and defend at that level while scoring a three. Davis Bertans cannot defend Frank Tidakina, Josh Green. They can't score the three ball. So they've been relied on, and they've played almost more minutes than Luka Doncic. Because remember, Luka missed a few games with injuries here and there. So Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith, having been relied on upon so much to play that intense defense, and then on the other end, knock down those shots, looks like they're running out of steam just a little bit. Would you agree? Talking about the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. Finney Smith and, and Reggie Bullock. I don't think there is so much running out of steam. I just think the Warriors match up with them, especially on the perimeter. I think it's Wiggins. Draymond has been terrific. Then you have Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. And I think the big difference is they have the ability to help support. They've really mixed up the coverage for Luka Doncic. You see zone thrown in there with some switching. You see one cover. They're doing a variety of things. And the, the thing that's most impressive is they help and then they recover and contest at the three-point line, which you didn't see in the previous series. So I just think this is a, a great defensive scheme that they've put together. Luka is getting 40. However, he's not able to settle into a rhythm. He's not able to just pick on a defender. They're not able to dictate what they want to do and give Coach Kerr and his staff credit, give these players credit for being able to go out and execute this game plan. I really thought that the Dallas Mavericks would have won this game here to evening. Reason being is the Warriors didn't play particularly well on the road in the previous series, but give them credit. They came out, they were focused. Steph really, you know, he really brought the effort and energy you like to see from your best player. And I just think it's, an, I think it's their ability to focus in particular, this kid Wiggins. Hey, what more can you say when you get an effort like that? You know what? You, you deserve an opportunity to win and, and, and cash in on that effort. So great job by those guys. Now the, they're playing with literally house money now. Why not go for four and, and try to close it out, get it done and, and get ready for, you know, back to the NBA finals. What an incredible achievement for this Golden State Warriors team. Well, the reason why I don't want it to just be four games is BJ, we told the people that we would be doing some live watch-alongs, and I'm hoping that the Mavericks can extend the series so we can watch some Western Conference Finals with the people at home. As I said, there'll be more details on that. Stay tuned today for more information coming. Keep it locked on the Twitter because the info will be dropping later on. But BJ, I didn't have a good weekend. Oh. I, I did not have a good weekend. Why? Why not, Mo? The, 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 how was the weather? The weather was good. You, I, you, I live in England. Well? I, I, I live in England, oh, and I always eat okay. well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the problem is I eat too well. That's the problem. But uh, okay. The main the main rob, uh, problem was that the Miami Heat we eat too well against the Boston Celtics, and what could only be described as the most stressful game three I've seen in a very long time. Miami Heat okay. went out and built up a twenty six point lead. The Celtics cut it down to 15 at the half, cut it down to 10. 
cut it down at one point to just one point mm. and then lost the game. Mm. Jimmy Butler went out with an injury. He'll be back for the next game. It was a golden opportunity. And speaking of Luka Doncic having that 40 piece and it being wasted, Jalen Brown had 40 and they couldn't get the W. It was stressful. What did you make of that and the series so far? You know, you know, Mo, I think this is a residual effect of what we saw starting it with the bubble. And the reason I'm going to go back to the bubble, Mo, is because unlike I've seen in my participation or being a part of the NBA, I've never seen so many players miss, especially in the conference finals. You know, the whole thing with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler missing and all of the players that have missed for various reasons is I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced now that these players are missing Mo because there's just, there isn't enough time. You know, the thing that's most interesting and the reason I say there isn't enough time is because they went straight to the bubble. They restarted the season quick. Like I, I can't remember what the Lakers, they played the finals. I think it was like September or something, right. Or something October. like that. October. October. And then the season and then started. They started season, December 25th. season started in December then they play, they, they, they said they're going to have a, a 72 game season. They play it all the way to like July. Was it July? Yep. And then they started the season and they're going to have now an 82 game season and they fooling around with it. And then next season, they're going to have another 82 game season. and They're probably going to play this one late to June sometime. Right. Yep. I think Mo is just, you're seeing the players now just getting run down. And, and and the reason I say they're getting run down is because, well, you got you, you have to have the proper conditioning and recovery period well, to be able to play the games. And I, I want to make this in, in point, mm-hmm. you know, well, these games are in the final, these games in the, in the playoffs, they're being played at a higher level. And the thing that's really stands out is that the scoring is down. Like, you know, you're not seeing as many elevated scores as you would normally see. And we're talking about in the age of pace and space and three-point shooting. So I think now, Mo, you know, what I'm seeing is, you know, you're just seeing these players just, they're being worn down, not because they're playing more games or so forth and so on, because, you know, you and I, we've also touched on, you know, we've touched on the, you know, the players not participating, you know, they load management. But I think, Mo, because they're playing these games at such a high level, the physicality of these games, Mo, really reminds me of yesteryear. Mm. These games are physical. And, Mo, they're much different. They're much different than what you see or you're accustomed to seeing in the regular season. Yeah. And, frankly, Mo, I don't think the bodies are conditioned to play this way. You know what I mean? Well, you're seeing some fouls. You're seeing the physicality of the game elevated, and you're seeing these players now play this way for 40 minutes. But you look at the Dallas Mavericks. Mo, they're playing their starters all over 40 minutes. And I think that's what you're seeing now. Well, two things on that is also with the schedule is the conference finals, they're playing a game every other day. You play a game, you yes. rest, you play the that's next right, game. Mo. And that's what that's goes back to my point, talking about Bullock and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. There's not enough rest 
turnaround time because they've been playing 40 minutes and I was okay in the first round because you get two, three days to rest and recover for the next game. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing it every other night. Second one is we all said this during the Milwaukee series for the Celtics. It's like, who's going to be left standing when they finally face the Miami Heat in the conference finals? Who's just going to have enough healthy bodies? And we see that, you know, not only with like Jimmy Butler going out and, and PJ Tucker picking up a knock and Carl Irie came back, but the Celtics are missing the Time Lord. Marcus Smart turned his ankle, had someone land on that turned ankle, went to the locker room. I don't know what the Celtics had in their locker room, some sort of magic potion that Marcus Smart came back out. Jason Tatum went into the locker room with uh, some something in his shoulder. It's called guts. It's called guts, Mo. Those hey, guys have guts. Hey, that's, uh, Those guys, yeah, yeah. You can't. You, I'm gonna say something about the Celtics. Those guys are tough. Those guys play the right way. And those guys are leaving it out on the floor. What what a great series. Mm. And there's nothing you can say. This is when you say you're going to battle, you're seeing two teams battle. I mean, the physical and mental toughness that these teams are displaying. It's just incredible. And what can you say? You know, they got down big and they fought back. That was just so much to overcome. I mean, the 26-point effort, that's a lot to come overcome in any game. But give those guys credit. They hung in there. They kept fighting. And they almost pulled it off. Man, it's, it's crazy because credit to Miami and their defense because they were the ones who had, what was it, 19 steals? Um, How about that? How about that? Crazy number. Yeah. They had 19 steals, which led to 23 turnovers for the Celtics. And it's a game that the Celtics lost by six points. Not to mention the free throws that they missed. I, I believe if the Celtics had just knocked down their free throws, um, they missed seven free throws. So they would have won if they knocked down the free throws or if they just didn't commit 23 turnovers. You don't deserve to win the game if you turn the ball over 23 times. And they would, some of them were just ridiculous. They were literally passing the ball to the Miami Heat. It's going to be interesting to see how Jason Tatum in particular responds because he had a horrendous game. And I feel like when he came back out of the locker room, if he never came back out, the Celtics would have almost had a better job, better chance of winning the game because he was playing horrendous basketball in that game three. He had finished with 10 points, three from 14 from the field, one from seven from downtown. I feel like that kind of changed the flow of the Celtics trying to scrape their way back in when they cut the lead down to just one. But you can't look back. You can only look forward. So what I want to ask you is, Going into game number four, Celtics down 2-1. Now they're at home. They got home court advantage back by winning in Miami in spectacular fashion. We didn't get to talk about the game two. Um, It was a fantastic win for the Celtics. They blew the Miami Heat out. But what is your game plan going into game four? What's the mindset you need to be in to regain? Well, now that Miami have the home court advantage back, but... You know, what's the mindset you have to try and tie up the series? Because you don't want to go down 3-1 in the conference finals, especially with so many key guys missing. Well, the, the big thing, Mo, is let's talk about the turnovers, okay? Turnovers, you know, are, are going to be a key. I mean, the Celtics had 23 turnovers, Mo, okay, in game three. I mean, Mo, you can't win with 23 turnovers. Many of these things you can clean up. I think, you know, we talked about steals. The Miami Heat had 19 steals. Okay, Mo, that's, you know, which led to 33 points. 
Okay. Points off of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you, you just have to clean that up. You know, some of them were, you know, just careless turnovers. So the Celtics are going to have to going to have to really clean that up. I think if they clean that up, they don't get down 26 points and just continue the game plan. And when you look around, I'm sure, you know, what can they really, they can't blame anyone for that. I mean, the assists were roughly the same. I think they won the rebounding edge. Yep. You know, they um, haven't had a turnover game as bad as that since 1983. Yeah. I mean, the, the steals the were just Nets. amazing. I mean, it was like 19 to two. Yep. In the steals. And, you know, Mo, it's, that's just, that's just not typical of the Celtics. Okay. To have that many turnovers, 23 turnovers, Mo, playing at home, you know, and many of those turnovers just unforced care. It was just carelessness by the, by the guard play of, of the Celtics. And all right, you, you have to just. And to put it into context, you know, the, the Celtics averaged 13.6 turnovers per game this season. Right. Very uncharacteristic of the Celtics. So mm-hmm. I think they should be feeling good about it. No, no need to panic. The series is 2-1. Now they have to win this game, obviously. And we'll see. But I'm going to tell you what, the Miami Heat in the first half, wow. I mean, outside of that late, I think it was a 10-0 run there late in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. This game, they really came out and put together a nice 20, 22 minutes of play. The difference for me is is when Bam Adebayo is aggressive and looking to score, they can't stop him. He's too quick for Al Horford. He's too big and strong for the rest of the guys on the team. If you put Daniel Tyson there, he's minced me. So when Bam Adebayo wants to be aggressive, he had 31, 10, six assists, four steals in the block. When Bam is looking to score and be aggressive, which he had to do, especially when Jimmy went out, the Celtics really have no answer for that. And for the Heat, all season long, in fact, for a number of years now, that's been the issue is what BAM are we going to see? Because they use him for a lot of playmaking. So sometimes he kind of sells back into that role of just being a dribble handoffs or, you know, finding the shooters and, and the cuts. But when he's aggressive and looking to score, I think that makes all the difference for the Miami Heat. So I think that's the main reason why they got out such a big lead at the start of the game, because he was really just putting up numbers. That's for me is is the difference. Now the Celtics are going to have to find a way to stop him from scoring or to stop him being so aggressive and make him revert back. So, who do you think is going to win the next game in the series tonight, the Celtics or the Heat? Well, I'm going to put this. I'm going to pick the Celtics because I think there's a sense of desperation mm-hmm. that they have to play with, and you cut down the turnovers, which is, is very correctable. You cut down the you know the carelessness i think that gives them a, a really great chance to win this game and they should win this game but more importantly mo they have to win this game so i'm going to pick the celtics in game four but give miami credit i mean miami came out mo in that first quarter and they put together a 39 point quarter against the you know the best defensive team i think right now in the nba and they were mo they were rolling Okay, and that was after a lopsided loss there in Miami. Mm. I didn't really anticipate that. Yeah. I mean, that's a swing mo of like 50 points. (laughs) Okay, Yeah. You know, that was that's a big swing. Right, Mo. Mm. And 
And, and, and it was amazing was both teams both did it on the, uh, in the opposing teams, you know, home court. So, you know, give those guys credit. They must've seen something or know something well, or did something. But uh, I think game four now it's, they got to lay it out on the line and, and, and show, you know, that they, they can maintain this because, you know, now they're going to have to go back and win in Miami to win this series. Well, the Celtics do a great job of responding to adversity. They do a great job of bouncing back after losses. They do a great job of playing when they've got a big deficit to try and come back from. It's when they're winning, that's the trouble that they start just playing horrendous basketball and reverting back to their old habits. Why do you think that is? That they just seem to find an extra gear when they're down or when they're playing from behind or when they're coming back from a loss. And when things are going well for them, when they're up, they just simply don't look like the same team. The Celt- you're talking about the Celtics, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. You're talking about the well, you know, Mo, it's just that's just who they are. You know, that's just who they are. And 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 the one thing I like about the Celtics is they play through. They play through their mistakes, and they and they stick in there together. You know, um, this team is. You would love for this team to have learned their lessons, but you know what, Mo, you can't you can't forget this team is a team that's they're kind of growing together. And they're growing through, you know, it's all like the growing pains. And the one thing you like about this Celtic team is you're saying, wow, you see so much room for improvement. You really do. I mean, I mean, Mo, you, you have the foundation now set for a really good team for years to come. Everyone's on the salary adding, next year. Everyone's on the contract. Yeah, right. And I mean, just adding, you can see, you know, depth is important. Mo. I, I, you know, I can't stress that enough, but I really like what they do. And more importantly, you know, I, I love their leadership from the bench. I love those two guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They just play. They, you know, the leadership of Marcus Smart and what he brings, you know, Williams and Al Horford. And now they just need to get depth. They just need more able bodies. Yeah. Health. And you can see, yeah, but every team needs that. But you you have to at least build for that. And I think with that, Mo, this team can be a championship caliber team. I really believe that. Yeah. They have they they have the quality, they have the qualities, they have the players, they have the coaching. And I think now it's just about roster construction, which will be the final piece for this team for many years to come. And, you know, regardless of what happens in this series against Miami, I think this has been a terrific season for the Celtics because if we go back to January, no one expected them to be in the Conference Finals. No one. If no I had one. said to you, the Boston Celtics would be in the Conference Finals this year, everyone thought, actually, there's actually a take, BJ. I don't know if you remember. When I said to you, the Boston Celtics would be in the Conference Finals. Do you remember this? Yeah, I, 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 I do remember. And I, that and was I give from, you credit. That was from I, February. I, I give you credit. And the turnaround that has taken to go from 11th 10th in the eastern conference to now finishing as the second seed being Kyrie and KD being the best player in the world the defending champions the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and now facing up matching up with the Miami Heat and who knows where the rest of the series is going to go but I think it's an amazing series season for the Boston Celtics and it's almost an upwards from here but it's also almost an upwards for us because we're going to be here every day for the rest of the week bringing you guys the updates on the NBA playoffs Every morning here on the Hoop Genius Podcast. So make sure that you guys are subscribed. Make sure that you're following. 
all of that good stuff and make sure you stay tuned on social media because we're going to give you details about how you can watch games with BJ and myself and get involved with the conversation mm. live and direct. BJ, it's Monday well, morning. That would be something. Yes, that would be Going to hit the people you know? with, with some wisdom to get their week started. Mo, well, you know what, Mo? I'm excited. One, we're over a hundred episodes. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's just stay with this. Let's just stay with this theme, Mo. You know, you and I are, are gonna try to pull this off here and have this watch along. Mm-hmm. Mo's gonna give you the details. Watching the game with the real one. Mm-hmm. The old head, the guy who played with the bulls. <laughs> real name no gimmicks <laughs> you gotta come rock with us for at least one game because i'm gonna tell you what we're gonna have some fun we gonna you know let the game be the star you know my man mo Muncy is gonna be there you know you know the vibes you know the vibes and I'm going to be there. And of oh, course, man. you going to be there. Yes, sir. So, Mo, what more? We can't think of a better way to spend our evenings, our your mornings. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's get it, Mo. Let's, let, let's get it. So get the people what they want. Yes, sir. Let them know where they can get it. Yes, and then, sir. Uh, let's, let's get this done. That's right. Let's get it done. Stay locked on Twitter as I'm going to be tweeting out the information as the deal gets signed later on today. You guys can find out where you can watch the games with us because for the fans over here in the UK, these 1 a.m. tip off times, 2 a.m. tip off times, I know that can be lonely. So we're going to keep you company and you can ask us questions. You can talk to us whilst the game is going on and just vibe out. And I'll give you some wisdom to start your week. If you see Andrew Wiggins trying to dunk the basketball, get the hell out of the way. Someone should have told Luka Doncic that. Man, oh man, I still couldn't go over that dunk. But until tomorrow, my people, but until tonight, because we hope you join us for this watch along, stay tuned for all of that. If not, then until tomorrow, make sure you get buckets. <laughs>